0: does not attach to you except you pattern after something. The glory on Israel did not show up until God showed Moses the patterns in the mount. It's an unfortunate thing that this generation, most of them will live and die and have never seen the move of God. At least we saw it in the 70s and we are in the pattern and after it. When you saw miracles like water, you know, I told you we we got home on cripples that were brought to the man's house, didn't make it to the meeting, ran out to greet us. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We we were in the afternoon meeting and Marsarullah said how I mean if you believe that if I ask God to shake this building that he will, everybody started holding on to the pews because faith was so high. You just knew it was going to happen. And just about that time, I looked outside, people screamed. And it was a crippled baby that just stood up. Hey, I just I just felt goosebumps. bumps. Now now watch. Now watch. What was amazing, it wasn't just that the child got up and started walking and ran to the mama. Everybody sick around that child, ran and touched the child, and everybody were healed. I have, you, you learn, because what we're studying now is following my faith. So you have to get the whole story. Amen. Amen. Not only the ice cream and cake, Amen. but the bitter peels. God said to put the bitter herbs in the Seder feast, the Passover feast. Amen. Because if you don't know how to manage the bitter things, you will not make your destiny. Amen. Amen. And that's why I get on you guys all the time. God said, ask African Americans, what is all this uh, hot air? Because you get angry so easily and then you jump off the ship of your destiny into the wilderness. Amen. You just join the numbers. You ain't going to make it. Amen. Amen. Because the pattern has been from the scriptures till now. Amen. If you jump off the ship of grace that God put you in, you ain't going to make it. Amen. You join those that will die in the, in the wilderness. <clears throat> so there's so much that... Governs that thing. And I'll be talking about some of them tonight. If you look in the scriptures, you see that all the people that grew up in Abraham's house better. Even though God kept covenant with Abraham and made sons of Ishmael and sons of Keturah, all those people, he built them into a great nation. They're mighty people. But he kept himself from them. And what we are learning that that's the greatest thing God will ever do for you is to attach Himself to you. That's that's more powerful than money, houses, or lands. The abiding constant presence of God, right or wrong, he's there. That's what the Lord Jesus asked him for. Before he went to the cross. He said okay now. I want you to give me that glory I had with you. Before the world was. He didn't ask him to deliver him from the Romans. Or from all all those things that happened later. But he said glory first. Somebody say glory first. Glory first. Glory is the essence of God attached to you. That's how you know you have a covenant. And anybody that submits to that thing. And starts practicing what God taught you. Before long, you see, Jesus says, we will move in with you. Isn't that what John 14 said? He said, we'll move right in. First, he says, I will manifest myself. Then secondly, says, I and the Father will move in. That's what every believer should be pursuing. I was sharing with someone, one of my, you know, I received revelations and I shared them with you. But the one I received for myself during the conference as I was speaking, he says, is the leaven of the non-denominational church. He said to me, I said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. He said, but now I'm telling you, beware of the leaven of the non-denominational church. I said, well, what is that? He said, oh, seeking success. The numbers, everybody wants a mega church. Amen. Everyone wants this, everyone wants that. It's like somebody sees me with a jet, now they start coveting a jet. You don't need a jet. Where are you going? <laughs> but without a jet, we can't get done what God gave us to do. He said, everybody's coveting this and coveting that. He said, beware. That's how you're going to lose that thing. A friend was trying to counsel me the other day. I told him, you're making me angry. You need to stop. He said, why you should be angry? That's pride. I said, that's what you think, but you're offending the Holy Spirit in me. I don't need counsel about how to grow the church. You should shorten the services for 90 minutes. You should do this, you should do that. I said, you need to stop. I'm living in a place Preachers are looking. Do you know how long it takes to get one sermon? Every week. But I get two regularly. Now, it's not like I got two, you know, for a few days. I've been getting two 20 years. I have so many unfinished messages Amen. than people have for the one they're looking for. Amen. I give him the testimony how I try to shorten the service. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I would love to have more numbers and probably have more money, even though God has proven that that's not the case. Amen. Amen. You know, they kept pressuring me to, to, to shorten the service. So that you know, people are not accustomed to these three-hour services. Now it's gotten worse. You know. <laughs> it's going to four and five. Lord have mercy. Amen. So I closed the service. At that time, when service is over, I'll stand at the door and I'll be hugging people you know, as they leave. And I, So I went to the door and started hugging people. And after about the third person, everybody hit the ground. And without a word spoken... The music minister restarted the song. And everybody came back and we resumed the service. That was when everybody left me (laughs) alone. We tried not to receive communion every Sunday and God got offended. Immediately I had to back up. So this is what he wants. Eventually, if he wants to increase the numbers, he will do. There are so many people hungry for resurrection Amen. that have not found out about us yet. Amen. There are people that are tired of religion going to church and they rush you out and then you leave as you have come. Amen. No encounter, no nothing, nothing. Oh. There, there are enough people out there hungry. Don't worry. One day they'll find me. I was telling someone, if I look at the trajectory of my faith through the years, it always looks like I'm not going to make it. It always looks like I'm not going. And then you wake up overnight, I'm there. It's not that you see me trying to get there. No, you wake up, I'm already there. You watch what I'm telling you. You're going to come to church one day, and I'll tell you, all right, our first crusade will be here and on this date. And both you and I will be there wondering where did all these people come from? Who sent them? He who sits on the throne. How would you have felt if you were Gideon? First of all, you were hiding from the Midianites. Hmm? is This is is an exciting thing you need to consider before I get to my study, but it's all part of learning my faith. You see, you're hiding from the Midianites. Everybody was terrified, but you need to understand the mystery of the Midianites in your life. There are demons that attack you and I, but the Midianites are uniquely different. They come to steal your increase. They didn't stop Israel from farming. They didn't stop them from bearing fruit. It's just that every time Israel has an increase, they come and take it. The Midianites are thieves of increase. So when, when Gideon had increase, so he found somewhere to hide, to thresh it, and to secure it. I celebrate these things. In that hole, the angel of the Lord came and found him. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what I'm, I'm telling my preacher friends. I said, what flyer did John the Baptist print? Who advertised him? The Bible said he was in the wilderness. Wearing leathern girdle and eating locusts and wild honey. Until the day they said, okay, now start preaching. And he started preaching, he says, and all Jerusalem and Judea, everybody heard the voice. You know that's not naturally possible. And everybody started heading out to the wilderness to hear him. And they remember that the Isaiah prophesied, eh? the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye. And they went out there and heard that message. My God, everybody started telling everybody, all of a sudden. They said, oh, this must be the Christ. He said, oh, I'm not. He said, well, then who are you? <laughs> he said, I'm the voice of one. crying in the wilderness. So, it took me years to get rid of all of that stuff. And I'm comfortable, and I don't want anybody, you know, bringing that stuff to me Amen. or pressuring me for whatever. Amen. I said, don't worry, this is tried and true. And he keeps working. Watch. Watch. So the angel finds Gideon where he was hiding. Okay, now watch. The angel said, Thou mighty man of valor. Okay. He didn't look like a mighty man, he was hiding. But God called him. He said, "The Lord is with you." He said, "Well, if the Lord be with us, then where be all His miracles? We 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 read it in the Torah. How come it's not working now?" He said, "Go in this your might, and the Lord shall deliver Israel." You see now. Look at where the man was. Look at how he thought. Look at what God thought about him. You don't know that all the years that God is training you is for something. Watch. Then when the battle came, Israel gathered. First of all, they had to defeat Baal first. Just as in your life. This is amazing. This is not what I came to talk about. Hey, But I'll just keep talking about it. Now, watch now. They, you, have, you have to win the fight over Baal in your life. Yeah. The idols that you have, your, your bucket list. You now that things you're carrying around that before you die, you're going to do this. Supposing God is not interested in any of them. But watch now. They dealt with Baal. And that's what God usually dealt with or deals with, before he blesses you. I told you the first thing he dealt with me was being an all He said, this is your family thing. When you hear me talking about it, people don't understand. I'm speaking from experience. He said that this, your family thing, is more important to you than being my son. Here in America, I see it. We are the Smiths. We are the this. We don't do this. We don't do that. I said, watch out now where you're headed. Because there's a way that seemed right to a man. But the end thereof, he says, the ways of death, not even death. He says, the ways of death. They had to deal with Baal. So, because when God met Gideon, he went and, and took uh, the wood that they used to set up the altar of Baal and used it to offer a sacrifice unto God. So, in the morning, the people said, who did this to Baal? <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, God, all right. Yes. So they said, it must be Gideon that did it. I don't know how they knew that it was him. Yeah. But watch. They went to his father and said, now bring out your son. He must die. And the daddy said, no, wait a minute. You can't be killing my son for Baal. If Baal be God, go ahead and kill my son yourself. Watch. Of course, Baal didn't do anything. So they call him Huh? <laughs> All this false god, eh? reigning with no portfolio. <laughs> So then you move into the next scenario. Now Israel has gathered by the thousands. And here comes Gideon in his uh, struggle to believe because he went from zero to 100. This is resurrection. One moment you are hiding over here, the next time you are commanding an army to face. The, the, the Midianite, it says like the sand on the seashore. Hallelujah. You see, so when God is training you, you don't know you are being trained. <laughs> because Gideon would have been feeling like, well, when did I get trained for this? How am I going to be commanded and I am an army? Watch now. So he started fleecing God. Okay, Lord, if you're going to deliver Israel by me out of the hand of the Midianites. Let this uh, cotton thing I have, let it be wet and the ground dry. Then in the morning, he went and the thing was wet and the ground was dry. Hmm. That's okay, maybe that was a fluke. Let's try it the other way. Okay, the next night, let the ground be wet and then the cotton be dry. And then it was the same. I think he tried one more, one more sign. So you can see he was struggling to believe. believe. As if that wasn't enough, then when he finally, you know, I don't know how he found confidence. Because after all the tests, he still couldn't believe. And the Lord told him, take your servant with you and go to the enemy. And there you will hear my word. I said, you are talking to the God of all creation, and your confidence will not rise. But just your servant going with you? You see how people are we are? So what can Gideon's servant do? If the armies of Midian rose up to chase him, how far would he get? Just him. But, but yet, yeah, just because God said, okay, let your servant go with you, and he actually went. Confidently, don't, don't, don't knock him because Amen. you're dealing with the same thing. Amen. Hmm. Amen. I was reading even in the New Testament, Paul got somewhere. He said that God had given them a door for opportunity. But he looked around. He didn't see Timothy. this left. He left. Most people say, well, I don't have people addiction. You're right. That just tells you that you do. Amen. That's what I tell people when they say, Well, I'm not racist. Say, there goes one. <laughs> 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 you see. So and that's when finally his faith engaged. Watch now, I'm telling you the story as written before I give you the mystery. I don't know how I'm going to get back to my message. But watch. It was when he got to the enemy's camp that he heard two Midianites talking. And one said that he had a dream. And this little piece of bread rolled into the camp of Midian and hit a tent. And the tent fell. And his brother said, there is nothing but the sword of Gideon that would decimate Midian. That was finally, hey, when the general, the man God is about to use, believed. When God spoke, he didn't believe. (laughs) But when the enemy spoke, maybe some of you are waiting on the devil to put in a good word. (laughs) Don't worry, it's not happening anytime soon. (laughs) Watch now. Watch. Watch. So that's when Gideon came back, and now he was ready for a fight. And God said, "The people are too many." He said, "Send all the people that are afraid home." You see now what I'm showing you. What I'm showing you the secrets of resurrection. People think it's in the numbers. No, it's in the quality. Do you know how many people in this church told me that they're, they're tithing 20%? I know some of you are still struggling. But so many of us have moved on into the supernatural. And then when you go in there, you see all the miracles of God, while the other ones are doing $54.15. I said, come on, if you made it $55, will God fall off his throne? Why are you going to count it to the penny? That's poverty. You should do it by faith. You yeah. should do it by faith. That said, now the people are still too many. He yeah, had 10,000. So he said, now nah, take them to the water to drink. He said, watch. Anybody that laps like a dog, he got weapon on one hand, and then he will lap with one hand. He said, set him aside. He said, but these people that lay their weapons down and go to, uh, send them home. What does that tell you? If you're Gideon's army, you're always on guard. You're always ready for the fight. You're going to get that job done no matter what. You're going to get the job done. Glory to God. And so he ended up with the resurrection house for all nations. 300? (laughs) The just shall live by faith. That means faith is a process. Believing God for specific things is one dimension of faith. But following God through difficult times is another dimension. Many times the enemy will even come at you with frustrations, trying to get you to be angry. I've seen great men today who at one point threw out their cassette tapes or CDs and quit listening. And they felt it wasn't working. And then in humility, they went back and collected all of that back and continued. Hallelujah. And then God gave the breakthrough. One of the richest Christians on earth, Peter Daniels, is a billionaire. And he said that at one point when he was still trying to get his breakthrough, the wife got so disgruntled with the whole thing, threw out all his books. And all his uh, tapes in those days and all of that. He went and picked them back up. When I met him some years ago, He had just landed one of the biggest contracts he'd ever had. Printing currency for Islamic countries. A Christian. (laughs) I, I don't know. When you peek into what goes on with the Federal Reserve in this country, they say you will disappear if you try to find out who owns it and how much money they make printing the American dollar. That is huge. I won't even venture into it except God has spoken to me. But faith is a process. Faith is tunneling through the darkness, seeing the light of the word of God. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You discover God through the crucible. You discover that he can take care of you. When you don't run out and borrow money at 26% interest as people have done. No, you trust God. He will bring you through. Hallelujah. Ooh, he gets close to you when you honor him in waiting. He gets close to you when you are not forced to flee, as we said on our broadcast. How are you handling the current situation? Are you running in terror? Are you stressed out? Is your blood pressure high? Are you about to have a stroke? No, none of that is necessary. He knows what things you have need of. Before you ask, before you ask. I'm going through so many difficult things, but I have it settled in my heart that God knows what's going on. And I talk to him like that. I relate to him like that. I will not be stressed out. God is in control. Amen. Seven seven zero nine nine four three seven seven seven. It's a miracle line. It's a prayer line. It's a prayer of agreement line. And the Lord will respond. Put your faith in motion by sowing seed into the fertile soil of this ministry. The glory of resurrection will come your way. God will bless you. God will help you. A way will appear before you've never known. It's a miracle. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All the facilities you can use, you can go online, you can use Cash App, you can use Zelle. It's all on your screen. Act on it today. Don't forget Jessica's CD, Let There Be Light. Amen. I wish you could show you excerpts of All Nations Sunday. The opening was just fantastic. Glory to God. One day we'll be able to do a full stage production and get an excellent quality video that we can actually market to the general public. But we're so excited about what God is doing. Our future is greater than our today. Stadium crusades are coming. Miracles are coming. Amen and amen. God will give us the right people to get it done, whether at home or abroad. It's all set up. We are in him for it in Jesus name. God bless you. Bible study tonight, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We we'll don't keep you longer than two hours. It will be a blessing to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bless you, bye.